We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Veterans Minimum. It's at Veterans Minimum on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm joined by the balded one, (laughs) my guy Tim. Enjoying his already early start to the summer with, uh, you're off work for like two months, right? Teacher life? Well, first things first, yay, yay! <laughs> Second, yes, today is my first day of vacation and I am, as they say, chilling. Mm. Must be nice. It's amazing, I'm not going to lie. It's it's one of the better feelings that you could have. Yeah, it must be nice as boss is currently looking at the time to make sure he's not late for work. <laughs> boss, <what's up? laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Oh man, everything good. Ready to get back at it, you know what I'm saying? And then my son, young strokes, young Tinder OG, young philosopher Impy, what up? Let me tell you something. It's hot outside, but it's not gonna be as hot as the takes we got coming up. That's all I gotta say. Oh yeah. I don't know about that. It's pretty damn hot outside. Yeah. And it's humid and it's trash. It's It's gross. That's why Tim got his nips out right now. (laughs) I got no AC in here, it's the only way. Get used to seeing this, because if we're not doing a podcast in person, I'm doing a podcast in my journal. <laughs> Yo, listen, man. I got to say, Tim, of all your bad takes, not having air conditioning in the summer is easily top three. Yo, I just don't like it. I don't like being cold ever. I'd rather be hot than cold. That that's, is one hell of a take. That's horrible. Would you rather be yeah. hot than cold? Any day of the week and twice on Sunday. You know what though? I feel that because when it's like crazy, crazy frigid cold outside, it's I'm miserable. So I'd rather be hot than yeah. And I'm a sweaty can, person with no hair. Same. You can bundle so up I when get, it's cold out. You can't like take all the layers off when it's hot out. Talk to him, boss. That's a fact. That's I a hate bundling fact. up. I hate clothing as well. If I could be naked at all times, I definitely would be. Yo, if it's if it's minus four degrees out, you could put extra layers and shit. You can you can work with it. When it's 100 degrees out and it's humid, I could be butt-ass naked and I'd just be a sweaty, hairy mess. Yeah, but so what? All right, a little sweat never hurt anyone, whatever. I'd rather have sweat on me than be feeling the chill of winter, like that chill. Just the it word. hurts. Just it hurts. Word. Yeah, man, just it the hurts. word itself, chill. Mm. Like, sometimes yeah. it's so cold, you, could, you literally feel like, yo, I understand why people die of this. It's, it's funny never how been that hot in New York. It's funny how we're on the winter side, and both of us went to school in Buffalo and Syracuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. true. Dude, quick story. I went on a beer run one time, and it was like, dude, like a three-block run. Not walk, I should say, from my dorm to the liquor store. Yo, it was so cold in Buffalo that me and my roommate were laughing our ass off because it was so cold just to like not cry from the from the pressure <laughs> it was i was like yeah i can't believe we're actually going out there to pick up some molson 
That's college in a nutshell right there. Shout out Canada though, Molson, right? Yeah. yeah. Shout out Canada. Always shout out Canada. You know what I'm saying? Do you, they know the vibes, right, Imp? They definitely know the vibes. Shout out Toronto. They no, definitely know the vibes. Toronto Shady, our number one fan base. So shout out to Toronto even even more. Yeah, yeah and also per uh, Nikki Benz's Instagram story, she said it's the number one city for quality of life. Okay, and, and if Nikki Benz says it, then it must be true. Yeah, yeah you know what's crazy though? Uh, Lou Will came out today. I was like, yo, Toronto's cool for like three, four months. Yeah. He's like, and then you want to come home. Because that vacation in come January like, is probably, you yeah, know, it's, 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 it's rough in Toronto in, in the winter. I'm waiting real quick. I'm waiting for a Lou Will freestyle, though, because Marvin Bagley's freestyling, uh, Dame Lillard's freestyling. At each other. Yo, and Lou Will can rap, man. If you didn't Lou-ville. know, Lou Will can definitely rap. So when I saw his name trending, I thought he, like, put out his own little <laughs> rap track. I was surprised he was just talking shit about the six, but nonetheless. Let's uh let's warm it up a bit with some of these hot takes. This is uh definitely inspired by the HTK, the hot take kid Tempatrop himself. You already know I'm in my element today. We're gonna give yeah, this is like this is like when when like ECW would run a show in Philly, the home of <laughs> ECW arena. This is this is what it is. We're going into hostile territory right now. We we're undermanned, we're in trouble. But we're giving a hot take for a player, a team, and a coach. We're gonna start it off with the players. And it's only right that we start off with you, Tim. Hot takes only. And I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. I've been, I've been on this train a little for a little while now, and I've mentioned it on the show, but I, I haven't let it. I kind of let it die. Uh, but I'm, I, I want to let it be known. Brand me. You know, this is supposed to be the hot take episode. We don't necessarily believe that it's supposed to be. You know, so what you actually Wait, believe? Do you, you know mean I mean? like it's more like- crazy? Do you mean literally brand you? Because that's super hot. So I'm, I'm talking about brand me on my ass, like right on my left butt cheek. That's fucking way too hot for me, yo. Mitch Trubisky is the 2019 NFL MVP. Mark it down right now. There, I, I am. I'm going to shout this from the rooftops. Let me talk to you about something, because. I, I saw something in Mitch Trubisky last year. Something that just clicked in me. Like, man, I really like the way this guy plays. He's prob- he was on a, p- a bunch of my fantasy teams, so that probably was one of the reasons why I had took so much of an interest. So I started watching him, and I started breaking down this footage. The Mr. Trubisky you saw in the first few games of the season is not the same Mr. Trubisky you saw at the end. His only flaws in his game right now is from his youth, is from the fact that he's only been in a good offense for one year. This is basically his rookie season because... We're not counting uh, uh, the old Bears offense that couldn't move the ball at all, right? He gets careless sometimes. He, make dumb, he makes dumb throws. He gets a little overconfident. He's a little cocky. He's a really confident dude. But when he is on, he has this, he has this reputation of being inaccurate. No, he's, his brain's not there. He's making the wrong throws. He's not inaccurate. He's deadly accurate when he's on. He's not just a mobile guy, by the way, either. Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Alex Smith, they're... He's an actual runner. Like, he could run. Uh, you don't really see that. Beats spies regularly in coverage. Last year, he was third in QBR. If you don't know what QBR is, that's like quarterback rating, but with clutchness involved. Three game-winning drives last year. He played better late in the game by all standards and numbers. Listen to this. Last year, he faced 131 third downs, and he converted 64 of them. That's 16 of those with his legs. That's 48%. That's 48% of third downs being converted by your quarterback. To put that into perspective, Pat Mahomes converted 64 through the air. And he was the MVP. This is his second year of Matt Nagy. He was the coach of the year in his first season. He even said this year like he was learning a new language last year. He was learning a, a, a new type of, of ex- a language. That's what he said. This year, we're going to fine-tune that. It's not going to be him learning a language. It's going to be him learning how to speak it, how to have conversations with it. And that excites me beyond belief. On top of that, Eddie Jackson might be the defensive player of the year in the fucking NFC as well. I really think the the, the Bears are set up to be um, the best team in the NFC this year. And I think it's led by Mr. Trubisky. Well, That's but- it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not, not that hot. Hot, not that hot. That's pretty damn hot. 
Not as hot as I think, man. I agree with Tim. You need the team success, and the, I do think the Bears are going to be a good team this year. Matt Nagy, Andy Reid, Disciple, you already know how I feel about that. Um, I think he's going to put up great numbers. He's not going to turn the ball over. Like Tim said, he's going to rush the ball a lot. Um, hot, for sure. My hot meter is probably at three quarters of the way up. You know, <laughs> the listeners you got the hot, the hot meter, for real. I, I just drew the hot meter. It's like three-fourths of the way. It's hot. It's not that hot. <laughs> It's, Plus, I don't know, it's on the way to fire over there. <laughs> it's like three-fourths of the way to on fire. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Tremaine Johnson. No, I mean, I mean, like, any thoughts oh. on the Trubisky take? Because I, oh, I haven't Trubisky unleashed. Take? I haven't yeah, Say so you didn't yet. let Nick get in there? I'm, I'm yeah. waiting, man. No, I'm going to let that happen. Nick was <laughs> sitting back over there looking like he was going to let that fly. So yeah, because I, I kind of want to press end on the podcast, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, what? Yeah. When we nah. put the when we put the ideas into the group chat, Nick said, "Yo, I may not even make it through all the way." Yeah, because you have a, 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 a you have one where I think everything that I've talked you up over the last year and a half is out the window. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see, kiddo. Boss, any thoughts on Trubisky MVP? I I don't think it'll happen. I think the Bears can be a great team and all that, but I think that offense is more gadgety than anything. Uh, they got some great players though, and Anthony Miller, who I think could break out this year, and Three Cohen is also like a small. Uh, we talked about what's his name, Christian McCaffrey, last episode. Like three Cohen is half his size, so I feel like their offense is more gadgety than anything. And uh, I can't see MVP numbers. I, I can see the Bears being a great team and him being, you know, giving quality play. But MVP, it's hot. It's hot. Bears got the fifth hardest schedule based on win percentage from 2018. That is a future video of the 32 and 32. If you guys have been following that. Uh, People seem to be enjoying that. And if you haven't, go check it out on the IG. Yeah, we got, we're, we're in the NFC South right now. The NFC North at the time that you'll be listening to this is up and running as well. All right. Yo, you, you forgot, though, that the, those teams on the schedule got to play the Bears. Yeah. Sure. Um, which, <laughs> which isn't, yeah, which, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this division has gotten a lot better. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers back for healthy. Yep. Um, that team has gotten better. They spent a lot of money on their defense. Uh, Minnesota, I think her cousins in year two in their system, he's he tends to do better in year two of systems as well. Um, I cannot be lower on Mitch Shabisky than I, I think definitely way lower. I think he's I think he's trash. I think he is a gadget player. I think that offense is a gadget offense. Uh, also notable QBRs that have finished third in the league in the last five years. Jay Cutler, Andy Dalton, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. Two legends and two legends. Which which Dalton, <laughs> which Dalton season, though? Because was that the Dalton season where he was almost MVP? Uh, I'll take that Dalton season. I'll oh, take that. MVP. Yeah, he was right? in the conversation. I mean, it was 2015. I don't know if he was MVP. He. Now he wasn't. He was in the conversation. Whoa, was that the twenty-one was that the touchdowns and eleven interceptions, twenty-five hundred nah, yards? Was that nah, the huge? That was the a Hugh Jack, the huge action year before he left. That was the, the year, year that he, he finished. One big year. Yeah, no. That was that was, it or no? Yeah, that wasn't it. No, um, that wasn't it. Okay. So y'all look, I, I'm not buying uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think last year he really benefited from people not having tape on him. I think that the Bears defense was the reason why they were so successful. That's a guy who I see Dak Prescott when I see him. I think that's his ceiling. Yeah. I think when when you're going to have to pay this guy later down the road, but we're talking about just this year coming up, I don't think the Bears are going to be that good this year. I think they're going to regress. They won 12 games last year. I think they're going to take uh, a step back. So I'm not buying the Mitchell Trubisky MVP. He's also, you know, Tim, if you have a hard, I know you're getting married, brother, brother. He's 200 to 1 to win MVP. Put your money where your mouth is. Oh, You know I'm going to. Khalil Mack has better odds than him. That needs to tell you what kind of quarterback Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky is. Defensive ends never win that award. Sorry, right, I bet you. I bet you Pat Mahomes had long odds last year too. Nah, he was like, what was he? M thirty? What? He was like thirty to one to win, right? Him and Jared yeah. Goff had the same odds. Of course, I picked the wrong one. I think before the season started, he was a little bit high, like like way before the season, and then like as we got to like the preseason, it, it was around thirty. Yeah. Yeah, but no. I'm but I'm talking about July. Nowhere near two hundred one, like that's like nah. in no, July. No. Nah, he was uh, like, dude, two hundred one is like basically not happening. Almost. <laughs> I mean, not happening until until two hundred to one dollars are in my pocket. 
Yeah, yeah. Because, because Tim because Tim has always makes one dollar bets. So yeah, that's right. That's, exactly, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Two hundred bucks. I'm winning it all. Yo, yeah. you gotta move the arrow, bro. It's getting a little hotter. So oh, it's funny that you said that because we're all the way up. Yo, let 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 me go because mine is most likely hotter, and it has to do you know with another quarterback, probably in the MVP discussion myself. So what do you think? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, so, um. Yo, I think Lamar Jackson's going to be in the discussion for MVP next year, man. <laughs> There's another Steve. quarterback that can't throw. Amy, that one yeah. I can't, I can't, oh. I can't get yo, on that board. What is yo, happening? Yo, Nick, show me some respect, man. Last year, Mahomes, though, show me some respect. Like you may not, you may not agree, but at least respect it. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just give me that. Okay, here's yo, the thing. I love here's it. Thing. I love it. I love here's it. Here's the thing. We saw, we saw, we saw you. You bet on Andy Reid, and you bet on what you saw from Pat Mahomes that one. That one game, Last right? Game. All right, and it was way more Andy Reid than anything else. John Harbaugh ain't no quarterback whisperer, and we saw Lamar Jackson. He yo, dog can't throw. Both the yo. quarterbacks you guys pick can't throw. Yo, yo, look, yo, say what you want about the second most explosive player in the NFL, Parsons <laughs> Mahomes. You already know that. But yo, when the Ravens bench Flacco last year, they went six and one in seven starts, and the only time that they lost, who they lose to, Mahomes and the Chiefs. And they had, what, the second-best record in the NFL last year? And if I'm not mistaken, it was a pretty close game. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? Yeah. Talk right? to him. So, all right, look. Um, I mentioned it when Tim was talking about the Bears. Team success plays a huge role in the MVP award. Right. And I'm, you know, I've kind of been talking about it over the course of the offseason. I'm kind of high on the Ravens. It's kind of strange, but call me crazy. I like the Ravens this year. I think the AFC North is kind of in flux right now. Great all-front office. Even better head coach. Harbaugh's not an offensive guy, but he's a great coach all around. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is going to break every single quarterback rushing record in the book this year. Um, you can criticize his throws all you want, but I think I said this a couple weeks ago. Brady Quinn threw a great spiral, and, 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 and where is he right now? And let's not forget, Peyton Manning, some of his balls looked ugly as hell. So It's, not, kind of, not, it's, not, the, it's not how it looks. It just it doesn't it, get there. I understand. I understand. I don't care if a guy throw. I saw Eli Manning win two Super Bowls throwing ducks. The quack quack don't scare me. It's just I understand what you're saying. All right, so now they bring in Greg. Well, I don't know if they, I think I don't know. I think he finished the end of last year as the offensive coordinator, but Greg Roman's coming in a year under him. Um, he had success with another mobile quarterback. Do you guys know who that is? Greg Roman, former. Yeah. There you go. So I think he can kind of recreate some of that success similar to the Colin Kaepernick um, uh, um, um, years when he was kind of thriving. And, yo, look, I'm going to bring it back to the team. They have to be a lockdown defense because for him to kind of win the MVP award, the team needs to be elite on all sides of the ball. Um, they have to kind of, you know, they kind of have to kind of mimic that elite defense they had last year. They lose Smith, Mosley, Weddle, Suggs, but they add Earl Thomas, Shane Ray, uh, McPhee, and, and Jalen Ferguson in the draft. Um, I think he lights it up on the ground, and he does just enough through the air to kind of stay in the MVP conversation. So call me crazy, Lamar Jackson in the MVP conversation this year. Yeah, my bad. I need to remember that this is hot take, so I can't like, you know, I don't want to like, you know, fair enough. Um, Bro, I'm all about that take. Let's get it, man. I appreciate that, boss. <clears throat> Yo, I, I will say this. Lamar Jackson, I'm not ready to say he can't throw yet because – Last year, he looked timid when he threw it. Like, I, I seen him throw in college. He threw the fucking ball. He looked, he looked like he th was throwing it. Last year in the NFL, I, I, there was a bunch of times where I just thought he was kind of lobbing it, where he was trying more not to make a mistake than to make a good throw. I think oh, he a, made a damn ton of mistakes. Right, but, but I think that that, that kind of got to him. And I think as a young player who is kind of switching, you know, the league, that there's not really a guy like that in the league. You have a lot of pressure on you, and your team is coming back. You're winning a lot of games. There's a lot of pressure, to sh and I, I feel like he played scared. So I, I feel like if he gets more comfortable this year, he he might be able to throw. We I, we I don't think we've seen him throw the way he will be throwing from here on out. I think that last year was definitely uh, something that was more like nervous than what you're going to see this year. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like when you have a pitcher that throws instead of pitches, right? It's like facts. It's kind of similar. <laughs> he'll be more comfortable this year. I'm hyped. Tim just said facts. He'll be more comfortable this year. Bring in Hollywood Brown. Bring in Mark Ingram. Um, okay, Hollywood Brown, dude. He has Liz Frank. He hasn't even trained yet. Like, but, uh, yo, I you know who this is? You remember him, Perriman? That's my guy, man. He was on my, my bench in fantasy football the entire year. <laughs> yeah, he had to get a ring. 
quiet for that though. Seth Roberts, Yo, yeah, a lot of weapons he's throwing to. Not for nothing though, Hollywood Brown. You bring these guys in and they could develop with Lamar Jackson because nobody, like you said, nobody wants to come play. Crabtree wanted out. Yeah, no one's so, in there. You build, bring guys in from the draft. You got the Gus Bus still there, so that'll be interesting with Gus Bus and Mark Ingram. And that's a freaking power. And then you got Lamar providing the speed and the finesse. He'll probably, he'll definitely rush for over a thousand yards. I think, without a doubt. Easy, probably. Like I said, he's gonna break every rusher record, and then as I mentioned, he'll just be decent enough through the air to kind of have really impressive numbers all around. Team's gonna be successful. He'll be in the discussion. Yo, if he throws for like thirty-two hundred yards and rushes for a thousand, just saying. That'd be yeah, ridiculous. He's gonna be a tremendous. He'll be the number two quarterback in fantasy with a six and ten record. But why yeah, do you think yeah. they're gonna have a six and ten record when he, they went six and one when he was the starting quarterback? Because what happened when they played the Chargers in the playoffs and they had tape on him after they saw him for more than one time, which is exactly what's going to happen this year. All right, they also they also ran a mad unique defense against them. If the, if the Ravens keep seeing that defense, they're going to adjust right back too. And it's a think, game of adjustments. And this is first playoff game too. You can't kind of put any stock into that at all. Yo, honestly, I'm only worried about the fumbles and and all that stuff. Yes. Lamar Jackson. He just needs fair. to clean it up. Fair, fair for sure. Yeah, but that I'm just not. happens with his like his his stature as like his body type. He's thin. Nah, bro. He was like running around and losing it because he runs so loosey goosey with the ball. He doesn't tuck it. I don't know how he can move the ball through the air, man. He might not even have Marquise Brown until like mid-season. I mean, the, you I, again, like you, I think we haven't seen him yet, and you, that team is geared up to run. So if teams yes. are preparing against a run, right, and he does pop a couple passes, you know, like they, who says they're going to be ready for it? Like, yes, you know, the Chargers shut it down. The Chargers have an All Pro at corner. They have Derwin James at safety. Yeah, they got, they the got best Joey Bosa. Yeah. You know what great, I mean? They, like, great dance. Yeah. Just because they can't beat the Chargers with a rookie, I don't think doesn't mean you could just completely write off a six and one. No, nah, but Let's hold go, on. Man. They did beat the Chargers. They beat the Chargers yeah, in the regular clear. season in LA. And then when the Chargers saw them again two weeks later, it was a wrap. And that's what I think. I think teams are gonna teams got tape on them now. We'll Yo, see, it happened man. to Cap too. Cap was running wild for eighteen months and then Teams got film on him also. And he got stripped and, of his weapons, like Tim said. Right. Yeah, and, and Lamar got no weapons. That's, well, that's I think true. he's in trouble, man. He got a bunch of tight ends, though. He got like six tight ends. Yeah, Shout 1978 ends football, baby. <laughs> All right, who's next? I'm going to go with Tremaine Johnson being the one player that will make or break the Jets season this year. You look at the Jets, right? They drafted Quentin Williams with the number three pick, who remains on side still, but... Yo, up the middle, that really solidified them. You got Quinnen and Leonard Williams up front. You got Avery Williamson and C.J. Mosley, who they bought in through free agency up the middle. Two top-notch linebackers. And then in the back, you got Jamal Adams and Marcus May. Two, one top-notch safety and another, you know, good safety going into his third year. On the outside, it's not so hot. They bought in Brian Poole. Man's not who's, hot. Who's <laughs> kind of basura, if I'm putting it nicely, in uh, Atlanta. And you have Tremaine Johnson, who signed this monster five-year, $72 million deal a couple years ago in the offseason. was the big splash for them a couple years ago. Last year, missed time with injury. But when he's out there, you know, he's okay. But he takes a ton of stupid penalties, like, after the play. A ton of big play pass interference calls that move the ball from, you know, the bad side of midfield to the plus side for the offense. It's just, you know, if he was the corner he once was in L.A., um, I know the Rams even got rid of him. They were franchising him for a little bit, and they brought in Marcus Peters and decided to finally let him go instead of signing him to the long-term deal. Yo, if he just brings back some type of good cornerback play, the Jets will push for the division. That's my take. I think Tremaine Johnson, if he brings consistent play on the outside, the Jets will push for the division. They have all the weapons on offense, right? They went out and got Osemele. They went out and got Le'Veon Bell. Sam Darnold's in year two. That that has like all the recipe for success on offense. It's the defense and and who's lining up outside. And it's Tremaine Johnson and Brian Poole. So they need to get, I feel like, just mediocre to decent cornerback play. And they can upseat the Patriots for that division. I I feel you on Tremaine Johnson. Um, I felt like I said he might have been the steal of free agency last year. And then he had a pretty rough year. Yo, he signed to a ridiculous contract that's... It's still got to be played out for at least two more years. 
And then it's cuttable after the third year because the dead money number goes from like $24 million to eight. So he's got to bring something to the table for this team to be successful. Because <laughs> behind him, there's no other options. Like I said, it's Brian Poole. That's Perry Nickerson, who's supposed to be all right. He was like a six-round pick. He had a decent rookie year. But other than that, there's not much there. So Tremaine Johnson needs to bring A-type play for the Jets. All right. For me... Nope. The, no the hot scale meter for me for that. Not that, not that hot. I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Not that hot. Yeah. I, th- I think. Yeah. I think mine is going to be hot because I think a guy's career is over. Uh, I think yours is the most like the one that I agree with the most. Uh, for me, it's. Uh, I think Todd Gurley's done, and when I Whoa. mean done, I mean like he'll be out the league by the end of 2020. Whoa! Okay. Hot. Yeah, that right. is hot. All right, so that's steamy. He gets replaced by C.J. Anderson after having a monster year. Um, no one, no one has any answers. And then I'm wondering why the hell is Todd Gurley 20 to one to win MVP? And the way you attack the Patriots is through the air with the running back, slow linebackers, and he can't get going right. I, no one's I placed you. that bet for you. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's great. I, I gave Edelman two on the podcast, and of course, I only put ten dollars on a. Anyway, save that for another time. So, Gurley, right, he will never get drafted on Impey's fantasy team because he tore his ACL in college. Um, he now is battling arthritis. Todd Gurley, folks, is 24 years old, and I think he's like top five oldest 24-year-olds in the history I, of sports. My, my grandma got arthritis. <laughs> yeah, how old is grandma, Imp, though? 92. <laughs> yeah, when you're like over 70, you develop that, not at 24. And also why I think... You should be concerned if you're an L.A. Rams fan or if you're a fantasy player or if you have any stock in Gurley is the Lions signed the backup running back Brown to an offer sheet and the Rams brought him back. They let C.J. Anderson go and then they spend a third round pick on Darrell Henderson who more and more I'm learning more about this guy. Uh, Third round pick, like I said, Comes from a very similar system that he ran in college. The highest yards per carry of any running back in the 2019 class. Very similar scheme to the LA Rams offense. It's a zone read offense. He's a guy that's explosive. He's sort of like a Jamal Charles type of back. He's not a power back, but he's the shifty, hit the hole and go guy. And it's just it just makes sense that this is why they weren't playing Gurley. This is why they offersheeted him. This is why they spent a third-round pick. Yo, when you spend a third-round pick on a guy, you have plans for him to play. It's not a guy that you hope makes the team. Like, nah, this guy's going to be in your plans. And his rookie of the year odds have gone from 50 to 9 to 1. So there's going to be plans for him to play, I think. So I think Todd Gurley, man, I'd be very concerned if I'm Todd Gurley. They just paid him last year. You know, $45 million guarantee. Boss, he's similar to Tremaine Johnson. And I don't know if it was something in... In the the cap numbers or the the deal with the CBA about those guys that signed that contract like three years down the line, the dead number goes down. But with Gurley, they're they're tied into this contract for another two years. I know I rambled a lot, but yeah, Todd Gurley I think is hot take meter. Okay, it's not all the way turned up, but it's like, not, I mean, they're hiding something. I don't think there's any way that you can see anything other than the Rams are hiding something mm-hmm. because CJ Anderson had two good games, yes, but then he sucked. He was CJ. He was a fat kid running in the as a running back. Like he didn't do any of the things that Todd Gurley did. He couldn't catch the ball out of the backfield, and it, and it had a really big effect in their offense. Then now they were good enough to get to the Super Bowl anyway, but. That running game was a giant part of why they didn't at least compete in that Super Bowl. And to not have information on him, to not have any reason why, other than them just trying to say, yeah, you know, he's all right, but, you know, we went with C. No, you didn't go with CJ. We're not stupid, bro. Like, we're, we're, there's something being hidden. Yeah, I don't disagree with it. I mean, I remember like vividly watching it was they interviewed Jared Goff and Todd Gurley, I think, when they went when they clinched the NFC championship to go to the Super Bowl and he was like, Yeah, you know, it's great that we the uh bye week because we get to rest this guy up and he'll be ready it'll be a full go. And that kind of never materialized and now they're going to the offseason, like Nick said, the offseason moves kind of make you scratch your head. 
But I'm not ready. To, I think that that take is super hot. That'll be out. I think that was more of the take is he'll be out of the league by twenty the end of twenty twenty. Yeah, I think someone else is willing. I think they'll lessen his workload a bit because now they have these two guys, Earl Henderson and Brown. You know, take the weight off his shoulders for a full season, and then maybe you know up his workload towards the postseason or later in the year. Yep. But even if they do want to get rid of him, and they have you know things set in in place. For the heir to Todd Gurley, someone's going to give this dude a shot elsewhere. Like, I know the money wasn't good for Le'Veon um, with his contract, where it really showed the need for running back. Right, he held out and ultimately failed in his quest of, you know, becoming highly paid. But Todd Gurley got paid on this contract, and I'm sure he'll get another contract if if he's going to be done in two years with the Rams. Even if they put him on a pitch count, pitch count, kind of bringing it back to baseball. He'll still be super kind of effective, even if it's later on in the year. I'm not as worried. I won't draft him. He's blacklisted. But, <laughs> but um, no, it's, that's just the truth. Uh, and unfortunately, David Johnson is blacklisted as well. Let's but, go. A um, couple guys blacklisted. Um, but, no, no, I, I hear a boss is saying, like, kind of work him back in slowly, but surely he'll be effective. I'm not worried. 2020, that's like, that's like, like how many months at the end of what? End of next year? Yeah, I mean, like, season. after next season. This time yeah. next year will be his last year, I think. Yeah, that's that's hot. It's hot. But that's what we're here for. Before we move on to the team hot takes, make sure you are following us at Veterans Minimum on Twitter and on Instagram. Cheap little plug. Patreon. Little, little segue, you know what I'm saying? Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum, no? The Patreon, too, yes. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. There you go. Uh, Ippy, you lead us off with the hot take for a team in 2019. All right, so was it two years ago? The 49ers looked like shit. Jimmy G comes along. What they win six in a row? Nick five? What was it? I think it was five. Though we cashed out. We we tried to tell them, man. Jimmy G comes in, wins five in a row, and then last year, 49ers, tons of momentum. They were the NFL boner team last year. Every year mm. there's a and every year there's a boner team. Last year the 49ers were the boner team. Um, Jimmy G gets hurt ridiculously early in the, in the year and, you know, say what you want seasons a wash. I think the 49ers can snag a wild card this year. I know it's hot, but that's what we're here for. I've mentioned it before. I think Kyle Shanahan, look for me, when it comes to football, for me, I think it's the coaching is the most important in, in football than any other sport. So I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan guy. He's one of the best offensive minds in the league. We know what he could do with a talented offense. I mean, look, he took shitbag Matt Ryan, right, Tim? He took Matt Ryan to the Super Bowl, right? So so we know what he could do. I love the Coleman signing in the offseason. That's the guy that he had in Atlanta. Um, Jordan Matthews, super underrated, uh, really good in the red zone. Atlanta uh, Atlanta, and even the Niners have struggled in the red zone. I'm kind of mentioning both teams because that's where Shanahan was. They've struggled in the red zone, and that's where uh, Matthews is really good. Um it's kind of weird that both teams struggled in the red zone. Jimmy G coming in full season under his belt of learning. I think that's huge. Him sitting out last year, he, he how much knowledge how much knowledge is this guy picking up? How much film is he watching? How much is he watching from the sidelines? I think it's kind of something that's going under the radar. Two really cool, um, really skilled guys in the draft. One of them, uh, uh, Jalen Hurd, 6'5", um, can kind of do a lot of different things. Really good in the red zone where they struggle. Um, and then look, on the defensive side, Nick Bosa in the draft, best player probably in the draft. D4 they bring in. Look, they just have to be decent on defense just because I'm so high on their offense and, and, and what Kyle Shanahan could do. So 49ers, hot take. They snag a wild card berth in the, in the NFC. Um, you know, defense just don't suck, and the offense is going to blow. So blow up. So that's what it is. 49ers snag a wild card. Big <laughs> difference there. Blowing and blowing up. <laughs> yeah, how, how much longer do you want Jimmy G to sit back and just watch? I mean, dude. Even when he, I mean, look, when he played on the Patriots, he he won games too, man. Uh, what's his record as a as a starting quarterback? I think it's like so. He won the two games with New England, and then he won the five. So he's he's probably like he's probably lost two games in his career. I think he's lost games. Yeah, that he started. Yeah, he lost the one game with the with the Pats. No, with the Pats. He's okay. lost four games. Oh, okay. He's eight and four in his career. Yeah. That's a good record, man. Nine and four, my bad. I just, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's about time where, you know, I'm bugging. He's eight and two. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yo, I knew it. I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Four was. I was adding up the career in the 2008 when I didn't realize it was career. I was, I, you know, I half-assed it. It's all it's good. Me. Yeah. Eight and two. What is that? <laughs> eight, eight hundred winning percentage. My man. 
Oh, yo, yeah. like I said, defense be solid. Offense is going to tear it up this year. What's the meter looking like, though? Eh, I mean, I can't meter myself, to be honest. No, nah, so. nah, let's see. <laughs> let's see if you humble. Let's go. I feel like the meters are hovering around like the fifty percent point. I would say like sixty because like, I was going to say like hotter than Mitch. Yeah, and he gave that a seven point yeah. five, right? Oh, oh, the debut. All right, that, I'll, I'll live with that. I'll live with that. It's, it's like, like a, a like a seven, like a seven, like a 10. sixty degree uh, angle. Yeah, I, I I do I do like San Fran, man. I like San Fran. You know, if Quan Alexander, they spend big money on him. If he can stay healthy, the linebacker. Oh uh, yeah. Yo, my favorite. Favorite signing is Jason Verrett. If this dude is healthy, that secondary I mean, is going to be a force. I know it's missed, a big what, if. like two straight years. Yeah, he's missed two straight two years, years, but they also paid him like two million dollars in total with incentives, like altogether. So it's going to be yeah, like this zero guy could, risk. High yeah, show yeah, me deal. Yeah, super what show me the, deal. One of the more like disappointing things last year was below the kid hurt. Four and another team was nothing like they could have been. It would have been it would have been nice to watch. Yeah, McKinnon, and now they bring in Coleman there too. So let's see how they they uh, do that. Uh, all right, for me, uh, hold on. I, w- I want to build off MB's hot take. Okay, my hot take is the Broncos are going to have a winning record this year, and one of their they have a new coaching staff, right? They brought in Vic Fangio from the Bears, who obviously had all that success with that defense, but they also brought in Rick Scangrello, who was the quarterbacks coach under Kyle Shanahan for a minute. What's and it? what was his name, boss? Rick Scangarella. He I'm definitely probably pronouncing that wrong. He probably makes a really good pasta sauce. Scangio and Scangarello here. Is this? Yeah. It's, it's either like a plumbing company or or they like that, sell that's ice. That's what or, it sounds like. The Broncos brought you by Fangio and Scangarello. Yeah, <laughs> was was a That is a <laughs> super Howard Beach like out of plumbing Brooklyn. company. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So yeah, I think I think they're, that combo is going to lead the Broncos to a winning record this year, and I have Drew Locke being at the helm of that. And yes, talk just, to him, boss. I just love the young talent they have: Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton, both going into year two out wide. Um, so now, I I believe you have to start Drew Locke and build up this camaraderie amongst the young group while they're rookies and, and year two players. This way, you know, two three years from now they're still on their rookie deals. They'll be you know. On the same page and everything, the chemistry will be all there. And you also have Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman also in year two. Yep. So you have a bunch of young bucks. Joe Flacco isn't they're not winning anything this year. So why throw Joe Flacco out there for a year or two and uh waste the young years of these talents when you could use them, put them to good use with Drew Locke? So that's my hot take. I think the Broncos will have a winning record this year. I love the Fangio edition. Their their defense is taking a hit, it's no longer the Super Bowl. Uh, Broncos defense they had a couple years ago with Peyton Manning. Von Miller's still there. They brought in Bradley Chubb. So they can still get after the quarterback, but the rest is a little suspect. And I do love the fact that they took Drew Locke. Drew Locke's numbers may have dipped from his junior year from 44 touchdowns to, I believe, 25, but his completion percentage went up. And uh, the yardage was pretty consistent. So I think Drew Locke, he played SEC caliber defenses. Mm -hmm. That's a a big thing, I guess, when you're evaluating Facts. Rookie quarterbacks is what conference they play in their competition, who they play against. And going against SEC-level defenses, the Bamas, the Auburns of the world every weekend, he really did his thing. So I don't think he'll be phased much by the transition to the NFL. And I'd rather him step in and play right away. And I think Scangrello can lead him to, to you know a good year and a winning record, a 9-7 and seven record. And yo, fix- I wholeheartedly agree with you, boss. And fix the pipes if they Damn, don't really. Yo, so this my takes aren't so hot right now. Nah, just it's a hot take, but I'm just on board. Like I'm in the fire with you. We're flaming together. Cause yo, Drew Locke, I've been saying it since that yo, he was in Missouri. What he did in the SEC with the Missouri Tigers is fucking ridiculous. What he did, like what he what he how he could elevate the level of play of the people around him. Tough to say and, tough division though. Exactly. Yes, and also, like guys, let's not forget he wasn't playing on the harder side of the SEC. Like he he avoided the Alabamas and the Auburns of the world. But he played them and played well. He did was a four year starter. Sure, but I'm saying it it is the weaker of his career of the. Fair enough. I mean, so what? You see, who do you see? Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Like every every team down there has a quality defense. That's fair. Yeah, Florida Gators. You want to throw like you know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Impy's giving you the right U- down U- the middle, is on their side. You, you got the boss, you got the right down the middle hot take. 
You know what's crazy? I was on the Broncos last year to have a winning record, I think it was. So I'm on them again. Let's get it. Last year, I said that Von Miller and Bradley Chubb needed to combine for 25 sacks. You guys all said, 25? They had 26 and a half, so suck me. <laughs> um, all right. This one might get a little hostile. Um, Tim, I swear I'm not picking on you. But the New Orleans Saints, ladies and gentlemen, coming off a 13-3 and record, coming off a uh, questionable P.I. call that didn't go in their direction. Uh, as someone that had the three and a half for the Rams, that was a great call. Um, with that being said... Uh, the Saints are not making the playoffs this year. Woo! Drew Brees from the oh oh damn Imp is writing down look at Imp's face right now he's writing down the hot take me <laughs> that's a smoke show right there. Uh, yeah, so Drew Brees from the Cowboy game on post Thanksgiving, his numbers went down drastically. Uh, there was a point in time where I thought that they were trying to force feed him to win MVP. I think the the offensive line, I believe, a guy retired for them. Uh, they do have Michael Thomas. They do have Alvin Kamara. Um, their defense, they have a stud at pretty much every level in their defense. But I just think that last year was supposed to be the year of retribution and revenge on, damn, we're going to go all in because we should have been the team to win the Super Bowl the year before. right? Remember the uh, the Minnesota Miracle? I thought the Saints were the best team in the league. You know, Impy and I were talking the other day in text like, how many times has it happened, guys, in our lifetime or even in the last five seasons that you can realistically say the best team doesn't always win a championship in any sport, right? It's not always the case. And I feel like the Saints were the best team that year. Hell, the Saints might have been the best team last year too. But I just think that for them to go through all those swings and emotions of having to again come back on their revenge tour, I think that's asking a lot. Drew Brees is 40 years old now. He ain't Tom Brady. He gets hit more than Brady. And I think that they're going to regress. They they they'll still be above five hundred, but I don't think they're going to. It's going to be enough to make a wild card in the NFC. I uh, <laughs> yeah. yo, you you this, broke the meter. This bill is broken. broken. Uh, is broken. I I can't dis I can't yeah I can't disagree with you more, man. I think that yeah, Drew Brees slowed down a little bit. That team still won games and. You could say he slowed down. He slowed his way down to what should have been a Super Bowl appearance. So as slow as he was going, you could look at it as he's slowing down, or I could look at it as he was not having his best stretch, and they were still dominating the National Football League. They just re they just re-signed Cam Jordan, uh, who's the leader of that defense emotionally and, and just as a guy. They don't lose any players in particular that – would suggest that their talent level has gone down. So I think if you're banking on Drew Brees sucking, I think that's a bad bank. But yeah, I also think that you know, as they they might come out the gate slow, man. They have they have a pretty tough September, and you know, there's a team that lost as a double digit favorite at home to the Bucks. But I, as a as a wise man once said earlier in the show, those teams have to face the Saints. Sure, yeah, and so did Tampa Bay, and they beat them. And anything can happen on any given Sunday. Yeah, I get that. I just think that Breeze is going to – you guys are going to be in for a surprise with Breeze, man. I no longer think Breeze is a top-tier quarterback in the league. I think he's falling off. And let's not forget, yo, they had the ball in overtime. Sorry. You had the ball first. Yeah. Pats got the ball the meter is fairly accurate for this take. Yo, the Pats got the ball first, and they went down and scored. Saints turnover, bedtime. Greg Zerling from 178,000 yards out, right down the middle. So I think I think the Saints are done. I don't think the Saints are going to be a playoff team this year. Tim, the hottest of hot takes? You're the king of this. Yeah, man, you're burning down the house right now. Yeah, burn it down, <laughs> baby, Seth Rollins style. All right, uh, Tim, did you give a team yet? I have not. All right, send us away with the team. I'm actually going to piggyback off something that you said about Todd Gurley. The question marks around Todd Gurley, and I think you guys know this because I've mentioned it about the Falcons many times. When you lose in the Super Bowl, the next season, that team makes the playoffs. I don't have the, the number in front of me, but extremely rarely, there is always a football layover. And I think what you saw was um, I watched NFL turning points uh, for the Rams versus the the um, Patriots, and they gave like a, a little bit of a uh, behind the scenes look at exactly what was done um, to stop the the Rams offense. And what the coaches were saying was just 
don't get fooled by their pre-snap nonsense. Mm. Just play downfield. When they stretch, go forward. Play downfield. If you play downfield against the Rams, you can stop them. Right? I don't believe in Jared Goff. I think there's going to be... Really? I don't. I don't. Why? He just doesn't do it for me. I I don't... I need to see him... Hold on. And Trubisky does? Yeah. It's the clutch factor, bro. It's the clutch factor. He won the game for them in New Orleans. This is amazing. He literally... He literally won them that game in New Orleans. That's the best game Jared Goff has played in his career. In New Orleans. Hostile environment. Underdog. I don't know how Goff doesn't do it for you and Trubisky does. God, where's the Advil? Look, Goff doesn't do it to me. He also, look, it's not that he doesn't, not that I don't think he's a good quarterback, but I wouldn't put it in my NFL top 10 right now. That's where he's expected to be. No, right? I, got, I got him in my top 10 just because... Uh, I don't got him there. Just because so, hey. Dude, so, how? How? And you're the one that talks about the system, right? Okay, yeah, the system. I'm, what I'm telling you right now is I think the system was exposed a little bit. I think that McVay last year showed... he's Look, he's a young cat. And he was not willing and he was not able to make adjustments when he needed to make adjustments. Instead, Against the greatest coach on. ever who dogs everyone, though. This would not be the first time a team won the Super Bowl and then everyone took that idea and expanded on it. Look at the Philly special. Yeah, the the the, the Eagles ran it, but then so did the Patriots and so did the fucking whoever. There was like nine teams that ran it. So these things happen. And we, when you can mimic that and when you can take that I'm just saying, I think that when you're on a big stage like that, there's a reason why the team that loses the Super Bowl falters the next year. And it's because when you're exposed on a big stage like that and someone exposes on how, how to handle you, on, on top of that, it's hangover. Like, yeah. yo, they're human beings. They, they were the best offense in history. People were saying yada, yada, yada. You remember the, the Goff versus Pat Mahomes smackdown late – that was crazy. Like, this is a this is supposed to be the next, and they put up three points in the Super Bowl. Yo, but I mean, yo, the girly thing matters for real, man. Uh, yeah, girly, the girly thing definitely matters. And that's another reason why I think they, my hot take after all this is I think that the Rams get off to a slow start. I Not not saying that they don't make the playoffs, but I, I think they, I think they feel it. And I think they're, I think a lot of people want to see them at 13 and 3, 14 and 2. I think they're more of a 10 and 16 this year. That's I mean, I, I mean, I think that the, I mean, I think that the uh, you know, I think the not, I mean, you know, piggybacking what if I said before, like you know, if I believe what I'm saying, then it, that's possibly true because the Niners are going to be better. You can't really, di- you know, you can't really count out the Seahawks in that division. So, you know, it, you know, if I'm going to believe what I'm saying, then there has to be some truth to that as well. You're going, they're going to regress a slight bit, but. You know, I still think that, you know, Goff's the top 10 quarterback because of the system that he has, because he has McVay, the brightest mind in the NFL. Uh, Goff, underrated deep ball thrower, probably one of the best deep ball guys in the league. Um, hot, but, you know, that's why we do this. I mean, your, your, your actual take was not hot, like them coming out for a full start. But everything before we got there, oh, boy. Look, I'm just saying, like, Goff doesn't... I'm not saying that Goff doesn't have the ability to win. All I'm saying is that he doesn't do it for me as an elite. I'm, I just see something missing there. I don't see that clutch gene the way that I want to see it. Yo, right. personally. All we'll right. see. We'll see. All right. Plus, uh, any thoughts on that? I have no thoughts. <laughs> Trubisky does it for you, but Goff doesn't. They were ahead in so many games. Like, what clutchness do you need? You know what? And you know what's funny? Goff is a perfect example of why I love Trubisky this year. Because Goff in the second year under McVay's fit system really thrives. Same thing with Carson Wentz. Same thing with Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Same things with a lot of these, Deshaun Watson. A lot of these dudes that are in their system for the, for the second year. And they thrive in that system. And, you know, the success of Goff is kind of why I like Mr. Trubisky. So it, it is a little bit of, a, of irony there. Literally all those guys could do something Trubisky can't do. What throw? Throw. Yo, I promise you this man can throw. Just go watch the go watch it, man. We got we got the you know, shout out to the patrons who play for our NFL game pass. You know, we got the film. I'm like in between you guys. Like I, I like Trubisky. I'm like in the middle of Tim and Nick. Like Nick doesn't really like him that much. Tim loves him. I'm in the middle for sure. Yeah, same. I've warmed him. I hated him coming out of UNC and they turned I, it up for him, right? I feel yep. like I liked him. I so feel like I I, I I thought that was a little crazy, but I mean he was he's been alright. 
Boss, you've been. Uh, it seems like you've been pretty quiet the last couple of minutes because I think the the Tim living up to the HTK moniker kind of puts you to bed a little bit. So lead us off with the coach. Give us a coach hot take, brother, brother. Um, my coach hot take is short and sweet. I know we already talked about it with the Saints, and you know, coming back from those those you know the revenge tour, as you put it, two years in in a row is kind of tough. So, like I said, I referenced it on the Thursday episode. Drew Brees sent that jersey to Zion with, yo, I'm passing the torch to you. So I think this is it for Drew Brees. I think Sean Payton goes out the door with him. He's the second longest tenure coach in the league behind um, Bill Belichick um, and right ahead of Mike Tomlin. He's he's been there, done that. He's got a ring to his name. What hasn't he done in the coaching industry? So uh, I think think it's once Brees leaves, I don't think he's going to want to stay there, especially... (laughs) Talked about the can't guard my contract too situation. If that mm-hmm. money gets tied up there, there's really, really me stuck playing with rookie quarterbacks for a couple years. So if there's no answer behind Breeze, which there doesn't seem to be right away, although Teddy B re up there. So interesting to see what happens with that. But regardless, I think Sean Payton leaves. Similar to how Belichick is probably going to leave when Brady leaves. I think this is the last year for Brady, uh, Payton, and uh, Breeze. Yo, now that he mentioned Teddy B, just real quick, really quick side note, MP Tim, boss as well. But boss, I know you do because you like to bet like I, I do. I love Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but every time I think of Teddy Bridgewater, I think about a crazy parlay that boss put me onto. So Teddy B is forever in in, in good good spirits with me. But MP Tim, do you guys ever get players that hit, hit a bet for you or win you a fantasy championship of some kind? And you're like, man, that's my guy forever, son. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> 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 I, yo, I mean, one year I was down in the fantasy playoffs to get into the championship. We wound up splitting the money, so in theory, I feel like I won. Um, so it was, it, was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm about this money, man. I'm about that money. Yo, so it was Brandon Cooks. I was down a whole bunch, and Brandon Cooks put up like 40 points for me in a playoff game, and I and I beat. I think I beat Danny. I was a huge underdog that week. Uh, Emma Holes from DB. Um, huge underdog. Brandon Cooks had a massive game when he was still on the Saints. So Brandon Cooks always going to be my guy no matter what. Yo, same with me and Travis Kelsey. I was down. And then it was a two-year... I think it was the 15 season. It was on Christmas. Mm. It, also my birthday. And oh, the Raider uh, game, tra- right? The Raider and Travis or, Kelsey went ape yeah. shit. And he, he actually won me the championship on his long year. pass. It was like a 65-yard touchdown pass. And he he cemented the championship for me in that pass. I'll never forget. That's my guy forever now, Travis Kelsey. I, I can't front. I had a miracle comeback last week, last year against the MP with Lamar Miller's oh nine yard touchdown. <laughs> yo, yo, my son is slimmed down. Got some yeah. body fat off him. Lamar Miller. And I forgot who was my wide receiver was in that game. But yo, MP's face looks looks like straight pain right now. I wish yeah, because he was talking mad shit, and I. I Won that week, won the next week, and I'm winning it. And I <laughs> up Yo, to for the final playoff spot. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I'm here to remind you every week. <laughs> yo, if, yo, blow up some steam. Give us a coaching hot take, bro. Uh, yo, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is not that hot. Uh, it, it's just hot in relative to his career. But I think Andy Reid finally wins a Lombardi trophy, man. I've been on Andy Reid for as long as I can remember. He's the second best offensive mind in the league, if he's not, if not the number one offensive mind in the league. Um, and look, he's got Mahomes. He's got my guy under center, reigning MVP. Um, you know, re- regardless of what you say about Tyree Kill, I understand. I think they have enough talent either way to light it up. Um, defense struggled a bit last year, right? I think they're like a bottom third uh, in most of the categories across the board, but. They bring in Frank Clark, Agba, Darren Lee, who was a first-round pick. The Jets kind of got rid of him, and honey then the badger. honey badger, and then the honey badger. So um, Andy Reid's been so very, very close, um, and I think you know this is the year that they kind of you know they get it for him without a doubt. So Andy Reid wins a wins a Lombardi this year. That's solid. That's solid. I don't think it's that crazy, but it's weird. Like winning solves everything. Yep. But yo, they lost Kareem Hunt, and now uh, we'll see what happens with Tyree Kill. So those are. Big weapons they had that played a big part for about three quarters of the year together last year. 
But did, didn't Williams come in and, and, and produce right away? He was, uh, he was good, yeah. But I don't know about Damian Williams, the runner running back. I think it's the system, bro. And look, I, I was joking around with Nick before. I think, you know, us, you know, us, you know, us three, uh, you know, could line up, uh, line up wide for the Chiefs and, 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 you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll score some touchdowns, in my opinion, to be very honest with you. Tim at tight end, uh, boss at fullback, and Nick and I at wide receiver. I, I, yo, I, I think that we could score some points, you know, with Mahomes and Andy Reid, to be very honest with you. I'll Chris Devlin it. I'll take fullback. I'm, I'm obviously kidding around, but at the same time, I'm being very, very serious. For me, for me, it's, for me, it's the system. Like I, you could put anybody there, and 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 they'll thrive. That's fair. That's fair. For me, uh, my coaching hot take is: if you go and you look at the history of this guy when he first gets to places, he has an immediate impact, and that's Bruce Arians going over to Tampa Bay. I love that addition. I love. Jameis Winston right now, if you want to buy stock on someone, young Jameis, that's boss in the background clapping. I think Jameis Winston contract year also has some weapons to play with. Love me some Godwin. Love me some Mike Evans. I don't know who's playing running back for them. Uh, and, and, you know, they still have the tight ends. OJ Howard's going to come back from injury. Make make Cameron Brait again is going to be over there. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, they might be a team that's going to be fantasy gold and offensively at the top of the charts because I still don't know what to make of their defense. But I think Bruce Arians is going to be a culture changer. Tim, I know you always like the culture changer, guys. And, mm. yo, I wouldn't be surprised, man, if like if at one point during the year, here comes another hot take, we're like, yo, Shady Winston MVP? Oof. I mean, yo, you're going to get at me for Lamar Jackson, MVP? And I'm all here for it. Yeah, listen, he did it. But here's the difference. He did it with Carson Palmer. He did it with Andrew Luck. He revitalized and rejuvenated Big Ben's career when he was over there, too. There's a guy that's a quarterback whisperer for real, like your boy Andy Reid. I feel that. Man. That's, I'm about to try. Take, that take is worse than Jameis Winston's allegations. Those are pretty Ooh. bad. I, I didn't say I didn't say he's gonna be the MVP. I'm saying he'll be in the discussion. I also said that Jared Goff last year was gonna be an MVP candidate, and you laughed at me. And then what happened? Ha ha! You said he'd be the MVP. Yeah, he, he finished fourth. All right, so thirty to one odds. You want to make a bet right now? I bet you that Mr. Bisky finishes fourth or higher in MVP voting. Oh, whatever oh my you want, dog. God, anything, anything you want. I have put, eight put months up, to put, save put for 20. it. You can let we'll me know. Put, we'll put a, a nice 20, 20 being a Rooney on there. You know that's big, that's high for me. Big bets, by that's 20, big bets for me. Is that a straight up bet? That's big. That's big. All right, how about this? I got a better one for you. I got a better one for you. Okay. The loser. Joe still owes me a hundred dollars from his fucking bet. <laughs> the loser has to send a piece of merch to a fan of our choosing. I thought Thanks. you were gonna say has to send nudes. Well, yeah. oh, I see I'm nip in. right now. Tim is I'm Tim in. has no shirt on. I see and nip. a picture with a nip and the picture with the nip right there. Hot meter. Right <laughs> that's like, yeah. the more that Nick spoke about it, I agree. Yeah, what's the hot meter meter for my nip though? I, I threw the you broke you already <laughs> broke the meter. I can't even write another hot meter on this. Piece the thing's of got some sweat on it, bro. Nick, you know, you're right. I, I got it. I got a fan right next to me. Look at this. I'm just saying, yeah, yo, I'm just saying that, like, Bruce Arians produces with guys like that. And you look at what he inherited in Arizona. It's a very similar team. Like, yo, no one was hyped about Carson Palmer. And that guy was an MVP candidate that one year. Guy was a, a wet stadium away from beating the Panthers and going deep. Yeah. Damn. Just yeah. because I don't think Jameis is going to be an MVP candidate does not mean I don't agree with you on this one. I think yeah. that he's going to have a better year than than he would normally, and I do think Bruce Arians is a yeah. giant, giant expert. Uh, I'm just saying that his impact is going to be very obvious. Did he, did he win? I don't know if you said it. My bad if I didn't hear you. Did he win coach of the year that year? He's won it twice. Once for Arizona and then the other time when he filled in for Pagano. Yeah. Which I don't even okay. know what the trajectory for Andrew Luck would have been if he would have stayed at his coordinator. And you get right. at, with all due respect to Chuck Pagano, come on, man. I yeah, that's, that's that was a tough situation because it's not like Pagano was he was he had cancer. Right. So what do you of absence too? It wasn't yeah, like, right. So what are you gonna do? Fire your your offensive court I mean your your head coach because he had cancer? That's fucking cold. Yeah. 
cold as ice. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, terrible hosting job right now. Does anyone else need to go with the team? I do. All I right, do. Tim, go ahead. I'm the last one, though, so it's not All that right, bad. cool. At cool. least you didn't, like, forget a whole category. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Timmy spe- I call it the Tim special. Yeah. Uh, so we got the Steelers, right? Now, part of a head coaching head coach's job is to manage talent, to manage the people in the locker room. Look, Mike Tomlin has been a, a top three longest tenured head coach in the league, right? So his job is as secure as anyone, right? But here's the thing. When you lose talent, you have to start relying on the only guys you have. And one of the only guys he has is Ben Roethlisberger now. Ben Roethlisberger led the league in yards last year. A lot of people don't remember that. They, they just assume Patrick Mahomes led in the, the league in yards, mm-hmm. right? That didn't equate to wins, though. And when you're looking at their defense, their rookie that they just drafted is probably the most talented player on that entire defense. This is not the Steel City murderers or whatever the fuck you call them. The Steel Kearns. No, the Steel Kearns from the 70s. I don't want to take it, but like... Whatever you that defense was, it's not that anymore. And on top of that, you look at the offensive side, and you don't have those names anymore. It's kind of just Big Ben, an offensive line, a fantastic offensive line, a pretty good D line, and then a bunch of guys that you never heard of. Vance McDonald, man. All right, all right, fine. And and, and a, a, a tight end with six hundred career uh, receiving yards is, is as his highest. I was just making so, a joke. My bad. So like. If Mike Tomlin, after getting rid of these guys because he couldn't handle their temperaments, right? If after saying to him, I believe in my system over the talent of players and his history of producing that, if he doesn't produce that this year, I think Mike Tomlin, for the first time in his career, if I want to go really hot, I'm going to say it's fired, but I'm not going to go all that way. I'm going to say really, really, really feels the hot seat. And for the first time, we can actually consider, will Mike Tomlin be fired? Uh-oh. Tim got the not, word out. Not, not that hot. Okay. That's I fair. agree. I agree with Tim. You know, they kind of, you know, decided that it was it's Tomlin and Ben over, you know, the over the, the guys that were putting up all these yards and all these points and 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 and, and I agree. I agree. It's it's put up our shut up this year for sure, without a doubt. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. Factorial. Yeah, I think it's feasible. I like it. It is. Yeah, Damn, you couldn't send us off with like a wild one, yo. I'm I'm very disappointed. Adam Gase wins Coach of the Year. <laughs> oh my god, yo, nine and seven MVP. wild card. That's not possible. Eleven how, and five. How many AFC games? AFC champs. How many games did the Jets win last year? I can't remember. Five, four. I think four. Tim is I mean, speaking my language now. If they, if they <laughs> win more than double last year, definitely in the conversation. Yeah, I got the Jets right now. My way early project uh, projections. Uh, nine and seven. Beautiful. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be in the discussion. Borderline wild card team. Ten and six, eleven and five. We don't no. want that. Twelve and four, baby. Wait, sorry. Thirteen and three, baby. Was it four or five last year? Fifteen and one, baby. <laughs> I was think it? I think it was four and twelve, man. Sixteen and zero, baby. Well, Mark Sanchez has them going thirteen and three. I think on NFL Network. There you well, go, Sanchez. Mark Sanchez has been known four and twelve, baby. Yo, if they go nine and seven, that's more than double the games that they won last year. He'll be in the discussion. Bro, we're going playoffs or bust after this offseason. That's straight math. That's straight. Quick math. Yo, for everyone listening, man, if Le'Veon Bell didn't sit out last year and he would have done what he did two years ago and the Jets would have got him, Jets would have had the greatest offseason of all time. Y'all forgot. Last time he was on the field, he cut up the Jaguars. Cut him up. Y'all forget. You want to forget. People forgot who Bell is. And that deep, and that defense was elite. That Jaguars defense. So, only facts on veterans minimum. Only facts. Only Jet fans too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of VM. Hope you enjoyed this one. At Veterans Minimum on Twitter and on Instagram is where you can find the show. Patreon.com/slash/VeteransMinimum. As far as I go, you can find me at the Lamb Show. On Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. Tim? At Tim Pachop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Also, BrotoFantasy.com for all of your fantasy football needs. It's never too early to start preparing, people. It's time. It's that's time. A, that's a fact. Uh, MP? Uh, 
if you know the vibes, you can reach me at I. <laughs> you know the vibes. If you know the vibes, you can reach me at IMPY718. You already know on Twitter and Instagram, but only if you know the vibes. Uh, I love that. I love that. Boss, I love strict, that. strict vibe rules. Buzz. At Individual27 on Twitter. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.